J-Train Podcast. This is J-Train Jared coming live from Miami, Florida. That's right. Every Monday with your... You, we, I am already off my game. I'm, I'm, I'm in Miami. I'm in the sun. I, 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 I got a little drink in my hand, so I'm just happy to be here on a Monday with you. Every Monday, we have your emails, your stories, your questions, and I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how it all works. You enjoy the show. You hear an email that makes you think of a friend that you were just talking about this situation at brunch, and maybe two people can give a perspective that has no judgment on your friend. That's why people come to me. That's why they come to the J train. They say, you know, who's this guy? What does he know? I know nothing. My guests know nothing. We're just two people that are have no judgment, no skin in your game. We don't know you from college. That's it. You know, advice. People get mixed up with advice because, well, you knew me in college. That's just you. No, no, no. We don't know you. We don't know you from boo. You come here because we're two people that don't have to look you in the eye and say and hear and see the tear ducts well up with with salty tears. We don't have to see that. We get to have fun and dance around your serious issues. So and not so serious issues. And I love that we talk about issues that, you know, somebody could always say. That's the other thing. This is to put your brain on the shelf. Take your brain, put it on the shelf. These are Luxury problems. Yes, every Thursday is the Luxury Lounge, and that's a different podcast, but that's why you come here to this feed. This podcast feed gives you all the goods of getting out of your own head and starting your Monday with other people's problems, and I'm happy you're here. So keep sending your emails. We need more emails. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We love your screenshot emails, uh, so keep sending those, and we love, we love diving into the... The text drama. Um, I have live shows. Um, Perrysburg, Ohio. Um, what else is going on? I oh, the live you up, people. You got to come to the live you up if you're in New York City. That is a very different show than my stand-up show. The stand-up shows, you know, I go up, make jokes, we talk about stupid shit. The live you up is is an event. December eighth. Um, that's going to be. At Town Hall, twelve hundred people. So people, get those tickets now. They're going to sell out. I'm also coming to. New Brunswick, New Jersey, Perrysburg, Ohio, Buffalo, New York, Syracuse, New York, and listen, I am going to all the glamorous towns. That's why I came to Miami. I wanted to like come here, soak up the sun and the and the and the and the, and the beautiful people, and then head back to the Northeast and be amongst my my fun Perrysburg, Ohio people. That's not really Northeast. That's Midwest. And listen, I'm not going to besmirch those people. They're good people too. Just. You know, you know, we all know we, you know, Miami's sexy, flirty. Um, I would say Perrysburg, Ohio, is more. You know, we're gonna have some pasta with some chili on it, maybe. So listen, J Train Podcast at gmail.com, J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Very excited for today's guest, first timer on the show. So pumped to have him here, Chris Burns. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, looking great in Miami. I thank mean, you. what a vision. Right, you you know what I'm talking about the difference. Like I'm, you know that that run of shows that I have, not exactly. Oh Miami. yeah, you New gotta, Brunswick. <laughs> you gotta you gotta um, set. It's like why you go to Vegas for just a weekend. You know, you get it out of the way. Yes. and then you go back to your small town. That's so, right. Get your Miami fun out before Syracuse. I grew up not too far from Syracuse. So, what you, if, if, enjoy. If, if you don't know Chris, you need to know um, him because he is the mastermind behind Fat Carrie Bradshaw, at Fat Carrie Bradshaw. Go follow immediately. Yeah. So, so funny. What started that? I, I mean, when, not to do this as your life, but like, how does that begin? And like, do the makeup, it's so good. Like, oh, it, thank was, you. It, it, like, it is, it, it is like, do, I mean, how did you get into that? Like, how does that all so, start? Fact, fact, the handle Fat Carrie Bradshaw came before I was actually doing anything. Like, I was just really high one day and um, watching Sex in the City for the first time when I moved to the city. And I was like, oh, my God, a Fat Carrie Bradshaw would be like a funny handle. <laughs> uh, and then I, Elise Morales, who I met, who got me involved with Betches and stuff, but first had written a stage show called Keeping Up with the Kardashians, episode 666, the air to Kardashian Manor. And it was like a um, 30-minute sketch show where the Kardashians inherited a haunted house and she asked me to play Kim. So that was like my first 
And then everybody else was just like women. And then I was Kim and I gave birth to a Bratz doll on stage and the Betches founders were there. And then mm-hmm. they asked me to do the first types of girls video. And then I just started, uh, and that was like five or six years ago. Uh, and send them makeup. I just over time have gotten better at and watch YouTube videos and, you know, have nothing better to do. So I, uh, so, so let's take a, a, a walk back for a second. So this sketch show, which sounds like a great fun time, a very yes. like Brooklyn show that like people would go, you're going to watch a take. We're going to make fun <laughs> of the Kardashians, but we're going to make fun of everything, yes. you know, like, and then you get cast in it. Because Elise, who I know from Betches, is, is just like you got. You would be the perfect person to be this central role of this sketch show. Listen, when I get asked to be Kim, of course <laughs> I'm like that's the main one, of course. Yeah. Uh, and Elise was Chris, and Chris was like a mastermind, like um, Frankenst- the person who made Frankenstein type of character. So when but, the Betches come up to you, because that's very cool. Like it's very much like. You know that's like old school Hollywood at a certain point in a new school way. Like they're like we, they're they're pull it, plucking you from from a show that they saw in Brooklyn. I'm sure wherever it was. Like that's got to be it a was, funny funny moment. It was, it was at the now defunct UCB Theater in uh, okay. Chelsea, uh, naturally. But yes, it was because Elise had told me to email them a couple times and I I hadn't because you know how that always goes with anything in general where someone's like, Oh, you should email your stuff to my friend. Yeah. Um, but then at the show they were like, we want to do like a video, like types of girls at brunch, like email us. And so I did. And, and it probably killed it. And you know, it's a lot like you up. It's a little bit like peanut butter and jelly type of thing. Like, Oh, this is the per you're the center of the, of the bullseye. Like when I go and talk about, you know, dating on you up podcast, like I've been doing this J train podcast for years. And then, you know, Jordana, Aileen and Sammy, they're like, we want to do a dating podcast. And I'm like, Oh, that audience is going to just love this. Like they're going to like really get into it. Like same way for you where it's like, you know, you do that on barstool and it's like, someone goes, what is this? But you do it on <laughs> betches and it's like, yeah. Oh my God, I found my new favorite comic, my new favorite person. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, right. I don't think I would have popped off in the same way. Uh, but the Betches audience is obviously great and like in a line with my uh, sense of humor, especially with that kind of thing. So would you, it was you, definitely... Would you get on stage in the fat Carrie Bradshaw persona? I, or um, So I... Because I was doing comedy like just regular comedy like mm-hmm. stand up and and things like that at this time and then when i started like getting more followers as fat carrie and then depending on how people would email me asking to do things i would if they called me fat carrie in an email i'd be like okay they want like the whole thing <laughs> yeah the- and so I mean, that's yeah, why I mean, you have to charge call- extra. You're, you're putting there's makeup that goes into this like that's like going it it's takes like getting a lot of day. like you have to get ready yeah, that's why I'm like, it's a five minute set. Like, I'm sorry, but I am not going to get a two, like, ready for two hours to. It, it just doesn't enhance anything. Uh, no. <laughs> for anyone. Or, and I've done it. And then I'm getting there. I'm like, I'm glad I did this for like 15 people um, <laughs> who, like, are confused <laughs> as totally. to why I'm even here. Um, so, yeah, sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. It depends on. The show, and if it's like a big show, I will usually. Totally. I so listen. I'm pumped to have you here. This is very cool. I think everyone's gonna love the advice that you're gonna give, and I, I I'm excited to have you. Everyone go follow Chris at Fat Carrie Bradshaw. I mean, you. I mean, there is a stage show in that though too. Like in the way that you did the Kardashians. Like if you did like, I'm sure you've thought. I mean, I'm not bringing up any new news, but if, like had- you did a Sex in the City. With you as Carrie Bradshaw, like the the difference in issues that a a overweight <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw has than the woman who fits in every single you know thing that goes on her body, like that's a different yeah. show. Well, that's people are like are like, what if you lose weight? What are you gonna? I'm like, I unless I lose <laughs> like 
fully 210 pounds i'll never be thinner than the real carrie bradshaw like I, also like we'll worry about that when we get there you know like yeah like, I'm like, like the- we'll we'll cross that imaginary bridge when we come to it because uh yeah it'll never it'll never happen i have written a pilot that is like kind of based around oh, really? it but then now they have sex in the city coming back so i'm just hoping i don't get like a cease and desist for anything now you're a big Kardashians fan, or are you are you a big fan of that world, or no? I am. Uh, or do you just impersonate so, them? Truth, truth be told, I I don't watch the Kardashians like people watch it, but I'm very um, well versed on the Kardashians. What did you think of Kim on SNL? Have you watched? Did you th- have any thoughts? I, I did watch it. I thought she was surprisingly good. She was very good. Um, I, I was like, that was a a good episode of SNL, and she like did not beat around the bush on anything. The monologue, I was surprised all the shit that she said. I mean, she was game. Obviously, like it's not like she sat down with a notebook and wrote those jokes out, but she was game for yeah. the jokes to be told, which is like good on her. You know what I found interesting about the about Kim on SNL is how proud the fans were of her and you don't get a lot of wins as a kardashian fan i think that's exactly why people were proud of it was because they can be like look she's not just a dumb piece of shit like everyone always says like the, the sex tape she acknowledged it like that fan base like People love the Kardashians and very rarely like and they can't really be like, like, what are your hobbies? Oh, the Kardashians. Like, you can't say that freely in a room because you're opening yourself up to be like shit talked and to look kind of vapid and shallow. And it's like this was such a huge win for the Kardashian fan out there that I was actually like a little bit touched by it. Like I was like. I was like, actually, like, I was thinking, I was like, this is a good deed Kim did by taking it seriously. Like, it was actual mitzvah material. And I think they, like, got her at the right time in life. Like, I feel like if Mm -hmm. she had been on earlier, it wouldn't have been good. But I think she's at, like, an age where she knows she's just smarter and obviously more mature now and definitely hired people to, like, act. Right. Like a- it, acting coaches and stuff when she found out about this. It couldn't have been Kylie. Kim was no. the only one that could have done it. Like, God. you know, and, and there's so many times like there, there's that story that circulates every year about like Kylie being a self-made billionaire. And you can tell like they're doing that. They do that headline just to piss people off. They want to put people on both sides of the issue on what's self-made versus what's not self-made. And th- so it's like someone like Kylie just wouldn't work. You're totally right. The timing, the jokes, the admission to like, hey, I kind of get what you guys make fun of. It was actually like a perfect, like, nail. you nailed it. A plus. Yeah. And I think, I mean, they're the joke's on us, you know? Like, they mm-hmm. could do anything and people would still be obsessed with her. So I would, you know, also go up there and roast my sister. But I, I'm interested to see, because Courtney wasn't there all the other like siblings like chloe and stuff were Mm. posting things about snl and on snl courtney wasn't there so i was like i wonder if courtney was offended by i mean the whole sketch about courtney's like obviously going through something uh serious (laughs) something's happening i mean i'm I'm not a courtney fan i am a kim fan after the snl better and i mean everyone loves chloe like there's like there's a like a, a place in everyone's heart for chloe if you keep up with the show in any way possible but listen Pumped to have you here. I, I'm happy we got to talk about that because I think you're the perfect guest to 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 kind of reflect on that SNL moment. Everyone go here, follow here. Chris Burns at Fat Carrie Bradshaw. We are co-hosts on another podcast of ours called The Bachelor, which is a oh, fantastic. Yeah. If, if you're listening to any Bachelor podcast, I think that's the one you got to listen to. I think we do a great job. It, we've come into form. It, it took us. I think it took us a minute. And then we figured out kind of the dynamic and how the show works. Like The Bachelor is a good podcast and everyone should go get subscribed. I agree. And follow on uh, Insta The Bachelor. There we go. So Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Should I try to rekindle an old fling? 
Jared, I'm a longtime listener, huge fan. I've been to two shows in both Seattle and Tacoma. Thank you. I also sent this to you up, but I thought it might be a, a good one for your show. Let's give it a shot. I recently ended a four-year relationship and decided to start back in my to restart back in my hometown near Philly. As I've begun dating again, I couldn't shake the thought of this guy I met on Bumble back in 2017. <laughs> we got to go back in the Ooh. dream machine. Yeah. We really clicked, but it was sort of a wrong place, wrong time situation due to his job unexpectedly deciding to send him to another area. This was common being that he was a Navy contractor. He reached out to me once after things ended, but I just had started the relationship mentioned above. I was sort of left feeling like he was the one who got away. After some digging in my Facebook messages, I managed to find him and saw no signs that he was with anyone. We chatted back and forth a few times after I acknowledged how weird it was for me to be reaching out this many years later. He said he's living near Boston and taking some time off, but it sounded like he was still in a similar work situation where he'd be going out to sea again on months-long stints. Still need to confirm. My question is, is it even worth attempting to rekindle this romance? The time we had together was truly amazing, and I would love to see where it goes, even if it doesn't end up being serious. Trying not to emotionally masturbate too much, haha. What are your thoughts on me trying to express the fact that I've never forgotten him? Thanks for all the great comedy. Always looking forward to more. So what do you think, Chris? What do you think? I wish that we had known how long they were together before this. The initial Did one. Did she say? She the initial so she says she's been in a four-year relationship. I mean, this person's going through a lot of change. She said she saw me in Seattle and Tacoma. So she says she ended a four-year relationship, decided to restart back in my hometown near Philly. Like, you have done a cross-country move after a four-year breakup, um, and it sounds like they, they met a guy on Bumble in 2017, clicked, but it was sort of wrong place, wrong time. These are the excuses people make at that, you know, we, I don't like to live in the, listen, I'll take her word for it. Like maybe it was wrong place, wrong time, but still that, that's nobody chased each other. Nobody made, you know, I, I, it sounds like a fling that they like kind of got ahead of. Like I've been that guy where it's like, ah, we're moving. You're doing this, you know, let's just have fun. And it's like, you don't have to, that becomes the excuse that you can lean on. But let's say it was like a three month tryst of sorts. I feel like it's obviously easier to, pick up where you left off with someone when Mm. you like go back especially to like a hometown situation but a four-year relationship in between this like bump this is like the movie serendipity it's not i don't know and he's in the navy he's probably like married or something i feel like military guys don't stay single for like five years they get married at least yeah you know it's like a I don't know. I feel like she's setting herself up for with uh, romantic ideations that are not going to pan out. It, but there's here. I think this part. Like, listen. I understand why you go back to someone from four years ago. You're in this new dating world, and going from relationship to dating is just like a the weirdest transition. And you're just looking for. And I'll speak for myself. You're just looking for validation. This guy is filled with validation. You broke up because of the Navy and because of the move. And it just would have happened, but it couldn't have happened. And it's like, this guy leaves you with good feelings that are kind of like fast food instead of like wholesome, nourishing food. Like, he said yes to you before. You guys have a comfort level. He's seen you naked. Like, all these things are kind of built into him. Again, Withouts, he's still in the Navy and he's in Boston and you're in Philly. That's not like next, that's not 20 minutes. That's, I, I'll say, if you want to go and like get that out of your system and meet up in Boston mm. for a weekend or something, like go to town. And that's kind of what it sounds like she needs anyway because she said she doesn't care if it's long term or not. Totally. Like, listen, I get it. We're all lonely. Take, take the bus or the Amtrak out to, uh, to to boston and see how it goes but like especially if he's in the navy he might be down for something like that too just hope he doesn't have a wife in a different city (laughs) that could be the case i mean (laughs) but, but i but i think what you're saying like listen some people can do that and some people can't do that if yeah to me when you're out of a four year relationship and you're like i just gotta get i gotta get my rhythm back like, this could be a great rhythm back guy. Hey, I've thought about you a lot over the last few years. I always wondered what you were up to. I'd love to, like, see if we can reconnect and just have a fun weekend together. He might be up yeah. for that. I, I think if you can't do that, she says, I'm trying to not emotionally masturbate too much. Um, 
Some people can't do that. Some people can't do a weekend with someone and just accept that as like, hey, this gets me back into the casual scene. This gets me back into like what a date feels like. Like, like I understand needing that and, and wanting that, and I understand not being able to handle that. So this isn't you, Chris and I can't tell you if you're gonna if you yeah. can handle that. I think you have to have a talk with the mirror. Hey, if I go to Boston and I ne- and I fuck him and I never see him again, how will I feel? I think that's your first question. And I think if if you want to test this out, if you can do it, uh, someone in a different city who you don't have mutual friends with because you met on Bumble and you haven't spoken to in four years is probably a good place to start because if he is if he sucks, like you really don't have to see him again unless you want to. Yeah. It's not like you're going to bump into him at the grocery store. (laughs) JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Chris Burns at Fat Carrie Bradshaw. Go follow. Go follow. Go follow. Right now. So funny. At Fat Carrie Bradshaw. This one's called Am I the 2000 Tom Brady on Dating Apps? Okay. Oh, God. Jared, big fan of the podcast, proud Patreon subscriber. I love doing Patreon, patreon.com slash Jared Fried. Three extra podcasts a week uh, for $5 a month. It's a pretty good deal. I heard your Coffee with J Train episode about Tom Brady and wanted to share my question. Okay. Chris, I know you're not a big football fan because every time I try to use a football metaphor on the back. I, 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 I know enough. I know <laughs> But you enough. know enough. You know Tom Brady was, uh, I mean, he explains it right here. He says, am I the 2000 Tom Brady on dating apps? By this, I mean... Am I the sixth round, 199th overall pick, but will go on to find great success? So Tom Brady was not a very um, acclaimed college player. Then he goes to the NFL, gets picked 199 in the draft, and he becomes the greatest of all time. This guy, yeah. right? And so this guy very humbly asks, am I going to be the greatest yeah. of all time? Yeah. Okay. I'm a- <laughs> he writes, I'm a 32-year-old Jewish male from a large West Coast city. I'm only interested in dating Jewish women. I've tried dating apps over the last handful of years and haven't had much success. I get very frustrated and often delete the apps very quickly. In the past, I've had difficulty doing well on paper, quote unquote, he writes. This applies to my personal resume on dating apps and my professional resume on job applications. I'm not really sure what he means. What the hell is he talking about? However, I have done well (laughs) in person, meeting people out and about at events and career fairs, etc. Okay, well. So he claims he's doing better in person than he is on the apps. Maybe he doesn't. Same. Okay. Yeah. We're. <laughs> I have a hard. I I have a hard time, quote unquote, tooting my own horn. I think you're doing pretty good at it right now. I believe the <laughs> issue. The the issue could be how I'm promoting myself. I really like uh, to be humble and want to get to know someone instead of trying to flaunt what I have to offer. I have recently started volunteering at different organizations and attending group fitness classes as a way to get out and meet new people. A doctor of mine once said, "It's best to meet people doing the activities and hobby you enjoy, and you will most uh, be most yourself in these types of environments." Appreciate any advice you have to offer. Thank you for the incredible laughs and entertainment. I always look forward to your new content each week. Signed, Kosher Goat. What is his question? If we think he has hope, I think. <laughs> you have hope. I mean, like, you I have th- hope. I think we all know this person. I've met this guy many times. Sure. Like, you know, you know exactly this type of man. I can tell, I can picture him in my brain. Mm-hmm. And his mom has told him he's amazing his whole life. And she I said think, he, he looks great in a suit. You're handsome. You're handsome, Johnny. Yeah, it's one of these people. Yeah. I think if you think you do better in person than on apps, then stop wasting your time on apps, maybe. Um, but also, I think on apps, I, I hate apps. I get it. I'm on apps, too, and it sucks. But, like, I think you have to kind of list some things because it's. I don't think it's yeah. tooting your own horn if you're just saying, like, what you... and what you do listen i think this guy needs to simplify things i mean look at the email that was sent i don't even know what the question was i i i've i've been doing this podcast for nine years i usually can find the question there it it doesn't even end with a question i appreciate any advice you have if you're doing and i agree with you listen let's all know ourselves if you think you here's here's this guy's biggest problem He's thinking down on the people he's meeting on the apps. That's what he's thinking. He's thinking he's better than the matches he's getting. I don't yeah. think that's something you can necessarily say out loud. Like, I, you know, if it, that is something, you know, I, I think 
Dan Soder, the the comic, he once referred to there are things you say in the shower that you don't say out loud in person. This is a shower thing to say. This is, hey, you know, I think I do better in person than on the apps. If you said that to someone, someone would go, okay, don't get ahead of yourself. You, you know, you're, you're, you're Tom yeah. Brady in 2000. Like, they, they would give you shit. It's okay to feel a certain way. I can't tell this guy. Maybe he is right. Maybe he feels that the batch he's getting on apps aren't really the type of person he wants to meet. Okay, I agree with Chris. Delete the apps. It's over. Ain't for you. But, and, yeah. and what he and here's the problem with the apps is they just offer more, not better, more. So what what you're doing is you have to kind of get yourself off of the drug. He's probably saying, "Well, I only meet people out once a week or every Saturday. Then what do I do the rest of the week? Maybe you should only meet once a week. You know, a person. Maybe meeting yeah. thirty people a day isn't the right answer to your question because you're meeting." All the apps are doing is giving you, like, I notice it. I'm on apps. You get a match. You look at the person. Then you go back to looking for more matches. You go fishing. Yeah. Maybe you have to spend your time not fishing I, and more just concentrating on the people you like meeting out in public that you don't think down on, which you, you shouldn't. But I can't tell you how to feel, right? Yeah. And also, I think he said he only is interested in dating Jewish women, um, which on an app, like, then go to like a mixer like that well is that, a very that, like go to a shabbat person way go. to meet people yeah like go and, exactly it, but that but that's a great point you make when you say i'm only interested in jewish people that kind of shows how he's on these apps he's yeah. he's there like he's at you know at a at a department store going through the racks and it's like that's not a great way to meet people and like listen i'm not saying he's a bad person at all but i'm saying these apps social media turn us into different people than we are in real life. They kind of oh, prey totally. on the worst of us. So maybe this is a signal, like hearing this email back with no question, maybe you go, oh yeah, this ain't the space for me. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Foria. Ooh, Foria, love Foria. They've closed the pleasure gap. Foria is the first brand designed to enhance sexual pleasure for women and people with vulvas. Plus, it's all natural. Listen to these testimonials. Warm and tingly, this stuff's the good goods. Here's another one. It is simply mind-blowing. I think every woman on this planet should have access to this product. It is really that good. And one more, I'm popping off O's left and right. I got to say, I love what Fori is doing. It's basically saying, hey, let's investigate what can make people have a more pleasurable sexual experience, and especially women. What's good for nature is what's good for our bodies, which is why Foria's products are always organic, plant-based, and sustainably sourced. Sexual pleasure is self-care, supporting quality sleep, boosting your mood, enhancing your immune system, and connecting us to our bodies. Foria has a huge selection of items to enjoy alone or with a partner, like their Intimacy Sex Oil with CBD. They sent me this stuff. It's fantastic. It's cool. It's uh, I just like that they're doing new stuff. And I think, you know, everyone wants to test and play and see what they can do with something new. And I think you and your partner or just alone would just enjoy the, the change up. Sexual intimacy is good for you. Solo or with a partner and invokes our joy, nurtures our inner well-being and gives you that glow inside and out. It's science. Listen. You put money into, you know, making your bed comfortable and making your clothes smell nice. And there's other things you're putting money into. And this is one of those things that we put aside our sexual happiness. Foria is there for you. And, I, and I'm going to give you some free money. Foria is offering a special deal for my listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash JTrain or use code JTrain at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash JTrain. For 20% off your first order, I recommend trying their Awaken Arousal Oil. You'll thank me later. So go right now, foriawellness.com slash JTrain or use code JTrain for 20% off your first order. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by June Shine Hard Kombucha. If you don't already know, kombucha is a delicious wonder drink. It's light and refreshing, loaded with probiotics, low carb, and now you get wasted on it. June Shine is better for you alcohol. It makes me feel less bloated than beer, and I uh, feel better the next day. I That is true. It is somewhere between, and I've said this before, it is between a craft beer and a wine. 
it, it, it's, it, it drinks like a beer, it feels like a wine is how I would describe it. And Juneshine has just three grams of sugar, but they're not just keeping you healthy. They're keeping the planet healthy. Juneshine is 100% carbon neutral and their brewery is solar paneled. And listen to these flavors. Acai berry, blood orange mint, and honey ginger lemon. Can't pick one, try the variety pack. I will tell you right now, they're all delicious and different. Sometimes you have like a, you know, something craft or something different and it's not differentiated enough these flavors are delicious i love them you can buy june shine at your local liquor store or whole Foods, safeway and thousands more but if you're like me i get this delivered straight to my doorstep just for you get 20 20 off plus free shipping nationwide check it out juneshine.com slash jtrain or use code jtrain at checkout that's 20 percent off everything and free shipping this order is uh th- this offer is Good site wide, so you can get get on it today. It's site wide. That's J U N E S H I N E dot com slash J Train, or use code J Train at checkout and shine on J Train Podcast at gmail dot com. J Train Podcast at gmail dot com. How to disappoint others when it isn't about them? Okay. Here with Chris Burns at Fat Carrie Bradshaw. I've recently changed my mind about a decision I made and don't know how to tell my mom as I know it will disappoint her. I'm a senior in college next year. Or I'm, I am a senior in college. Next year, I will be taking a gap year. Then the following year, I will hopefully be a medical student. I had told my mom I was going to move home during my gap year, and she was very excited. However, I was home for a weekend recently and realized how sad being in my hometown makes me and how much it doesn't, make, it doesn't feel like home. How do I tell my mom I changed my mind without upsetting her? Best, I got to go my own way. Chris, what do you think? This is a, sometimes we get into the lifestyle emails here. Yeah. And I, I like this email. It's a good one. I think I understand. I think you're, well, I don't know your mother, but it sounds like you have a good relationship. Mm. I feel like you don't have to phrase it in the way that like being home makes me so sad. I Cause think she could maybe take just, a, she could take that personally. We could understand if she walked in their yeah. house, it was like everything about you makes me sad. The, the furniture here, the smell of the place. She'd be like, <laughs> you know, like you uh, bring yeah. a tear to my eye every time I wake up here. It's like, you don't have to say it that way. Yeah. I, I also think it's like, I left right after college. I moved to the city and then I, and when I was like 22 and then I was back in my hometown for like a year because of COVID. Mm. And the first couple weeks, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to kill myself. But then I like settled in and I was like, it's not that bad. Like I honestly had, it was fine. And I, but I was 30 at the time. So I think you're a little young to be doing that. Like now's the time, go out, live. And your mom knows that. And when you're older and having kids and shit is when your mom really wants you back in your hometown anyway. So... I, I love this person for emailing in. I, they're, they, they're very self-aware at such a young age because what you learn after college is like you can you can sell something without lying. So, yeah. you know, like the idea like and you can be you can withhold information to make to to make someone feel good, you know, like when you don't want to make them feel bad. So like and I know like. This is from a woman. I mean, mother-daughter relationships can be difficult and um, just different. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know from experience, but I've just, when I notice a mother-daughter relationship, just, it turns into like the same person, like arguing with each other. Like, like you know, totally. like it's like. And I think if you were to go home and you don't want to, then that'll probably damage your relationship because you'll be resentful that you're there, even though your mom didn't you like, it's not like your mom was like, please move home. You mm. said like, I think she's going to understand more than you think she will. Is something you're, I've learned with age. Here's what I'll say. And I agree with everything you just said, but she has to remember moms want their kids to be happy. Moms want their yeah. kids to have a somewhat of a plan and not be lost. Okay, so let's let's put those things together. She wants to be happy. She wants to have a plan. You need to now go to the drawing board and figure out what this gap year is going to look like for you that will make you the most happy. So I don't know what that is. Maybe that means you're like I've chosen this city. I'm going to work in the you know in the service industry to pay bills and. This is my plan for the gap year, and I think this is going to make me the most happy. That's how you tell your mom. You don't say, you make me sad. Yeah. You say, this makes me happy, and this is why I'm doing it. Exactly. I think having a plan 
is mo- the most important part and then saying like I'm not coming home because of this instead of I'm actively seeking ways to do anything but come home <laughs> so I think <laughs> yeah. I think and your mom also probably is like acting excited but is probably in the back of her mind thinking that you're going to change your mind anyway so totally I think I think you're probably worrying more than you have to but and don't because if you do say something this is totally something that would have happened to me back in the day and be like um i'm not coming home and then nothing else pans out and you have to come home so don't <laughs> yeah. jinx yourself j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com here with chris burns at fat carrie bradshaw go follow go follow go follow right now the bachelor that's the podcast we host together go 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 get subscribed hey. help i want to date personal trainer okay oh, you ready J Train, Feather Feather, I've been listening to you for the last couple of years and appreciate the consistent weekly laughs. Also, huge fan of the Luxury Lounge. Thank you. Here's my question. I go to a small personal training gym where there's only a few trainers and all the trainers know all the clients. A few months ago, I was swiping through Bumble and came across one of the trainers. Not my trainer, she writes. And swiped right and we matched. I was surprised and embarrassed so I didn't reach out within the 24-hour period and the match expired. I think he's funny and cute and would be interested in getting to know him more. How could I tell, let him know that I'm interested without being creepy at the gym? Or do you think I should not pursue him given that we, it could be awkward if either <coughs> if either the pursuit or a date went poorly, I would have to still see him every week? Thanks for your great advice. What do you think, Chris Burns? I think this is like a normal way to meet someone. Totally. Like, I don't think it's weird. It's not like he's your doctor or something. Like, if things go that bad, go to a different gym. Or ask your personal trainer to meet you someplace else. But, like, I I don't think that's bad at all to be like... Gyms come and go, but great relationships last forever, (laughs) right? We can... I mean, but, like, uh, you know... Yeah. Listen, I can count on my hands and toes how many gyms I've belonged to and quit over the course of my, you know, young adult life. Like, you know, I, I understand what she's saying, like... It could go badly. Well, everything in life could go badly. You know, like everything. Why even Literally, wake up and could, get out of bed every morning? Why Why even do anything? Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's you don't own the gym. Like you don't have no. to be going there. I think I say go for it. Just Here, here's what she does. And, and I like what she wrote. She's like, I think he's cute and would be interested in getting to know him. How could I let him know I'm interested without being creepy at the gym? Guys don't kind of get creepy really doesn't exist in a guy world we're too ego filled and we don't have fear of getting murdered by our spouse it's just the way it works like that's true i don't think i've ever heard one of my my straight male friends refer to a woman as creepy before never they say she's crazy (laughs) she say she's annoying (laughs) like those things come up but like it's you know creepy isn't and especially someone who is attracted to you and also you know, these dating apps were created as a crutch for the people who don't have social skills. That's what they were created for. So this crutch has been, you're using the crutch even though you seem very social and seem nice and I don't think you're the person the app was built for, but you're getting the benefits of it. You have found out, green light, he thinks you're cute enough to swipe right on. He's not just doing and he's. He is a personal trainer, so he's probably really hot. So that must mean that you're really hot because he we go. also swiped on you and recognized you. So he is definitely interested because he swiped knowing he would have to see you. Also, here's the other thing. The, you, you go, well, he didn't message me. Well, I guess Bumble, the women have to message the guy first. But like, I can understand in his position, it's Bumble in that situation is like he, it's your opportunity so that he's not creeping you out. Like, because he's at his place of work. You're the client. So especially because he couldn't message you first. So you matched and then you didn't mention, didn't message him. So now he probably thinks you're not interested. It it could of many things. Yeah. That could be one of the things that he's, you have the power here. You have all the power down to. (laughs) So here's what you do. And you have to give him the opportunity to get away from the gym. You want to get away from the gym. So, hey, I would even, I'd go on Instagram, I'd message him, hey, um, you can even say, you call out, you know, the awkwardness. Hey, I, I know we matched on Bumble. I didn't get to my phone quick enough to say hello to you, and I'm really upset about it. Here's my number. Would love to do a date sometime. Let me know if you want to do drinks. 
Now you have given them all the tools to build your date. You said, here's my number. Here's what I want to do. You want to do drinks. Get it away from the gym. Don't say, I'll see you in the gym. Don't let, don't let this hang out there. Make yeah. it, I want this. It, hey, saw you. I'm sorry. I didn't say hi. I want this, this, and this. Boom. Get the date. And it either happens or it doesn't. And it's not that awkward. Confidence is key, baby. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Fat Carrie Bradshaw. At Fat Carrie Bradshaw. Go follow, go follow now. How do I get my boyfriend to stop complaining? I am a huge complainer, so this is going to be fun. I, I, I like hearing from the person who doesn't like the complaining. You ready? Amen. I'm ready. Jared, huge fan, so I'm going to get right into it. My boyfriend and I started seeing each other about four months ago. He's a big complainer. And occasional small complaints don't bother me at all because, of course, I complain sometimes too. For some backstory, I'm a full-time law student, law school student. I'm in class all morning, afternoon. Then after class, I go and work my night job as a bartender. That's a long day. As a law yeah. student, I read about 250 pages a week, write memos, study, outline, etc. On top, uh, on top of it all, I still make time to see him a minimum of twice a week, regardless of my busy schedule. My boyfriend, on the other hand, works uh, from home as a video game programmer. <laughs> Sometimes his work days are playing video games all day. Every single day, he must take a nap. He basically complains on almost a daily basis how he tired he is. He hasn't come to visit me even once at the bar because he tells me how tired he is from work. Sometimes I get so mad I urge uh, I get the urge to slap him. Okay, well, no don't do that, bitch. but I don't and keep it all in. But it's really starting to irk me. I don't want it to come out like I'm saying he can't feel free to complain or vent to me about his day or that everything is about me taking on the woe is me character. But I really need him to cut down on it because it all gets me mad. Any ideas how to talk to him? Thanks for all you do. So what do you think about this? Well, I definitely don't think um, if you have the urge to slap him, things are going well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And it seems like you're resentful of him, which sounds totally understandable because I would be sure. too. Um, I mean, I guess your only option would be to tell him this or go to like a therapist and do, I don't know how, what you want to do, but like this obviously needs to be discussed because you can't just be like, you're a lazy piece of shit. Um, well, and he... I don't know. I feel like you have such a busy schedule. I would probably, I don't know how you have time to, to date, at, honestly. At what, at, at, well, this is the thing. At what point is this not the match? That's you know, like, what I, I didn't want to be too rude, but it seems like this is destined to fail and like you're just in different places. Yeah, and, and, and it's a very interesting thing. Like as guys, we're like, I think we kind of go, this isn't serving me, so I'm out. And that's, comes across as selfish but i think like a lot of women could use that bit of selfishness like well it's like it, yeah if you think about how many how much time so many people have wasted in unhappy relationships because they just don't want to have that conversation or move out uh of an apartment or something like breaking up fucking sucks but it sounds like it would make your life a lot easier and take a lot of stress off of your you're four shoulders. months in you're four months in. You have to... I, and listen, she's emailing us, so we're, we can only speak to her. I, I wouldn't want to date someone who's complaining about how sleepy they are all the time. Wait, they've, and, only, they've only been dating for four months? My boyfriend and I started seeing each other about four months ago. Yeah, it's like oh, at this point... Girl. It's time to go. It's time it's, to break it's up. It's not... What, what happened is this is the real relationship. Yeah, like you this got is through it. the honeymoon phase. This is as good as it's going to be. So, and sometimes a honeymoon phase lasts for a year. Sometimes it lasts for 10. Yeah. Years. This has lasted a month and you're seeing what this person is to date. And, and listen, I get it. She's like, I'm at school all day. I'm at, um, I'm, I'm at bartending all night. Where will I meet a guy? And it's like, well, you're at school all day and bartending all night. And then the rest of your day is spent mad at him. So that doesn't sound like a great life either. Like, yeah. And also, gonna be where okay. are you going to, you're going to meet a guy at law school or bartending. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, yeah. what, do you, what do you mean? You're going to have a blast being yeah. single in law school and bartending. It's just interesting that she's like, any idea uh, how to talk to him? I mean, 
talking to him about complaining isn't the issue. You feel underwhelmed by the effort he's making to, f- to, to come spend a night with you while you bartend and to make you feel good about it. And it's like that's called a relationship that you're not really into. And that's okay. It's time to let it go. Yeah. I mean, if also if your boyfriend of four months hasn't come to visit you to get free drinks at a bar, like it's just not the spark is is gone already. So yeah. stop wasting your time, I would have to say. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Chris Burns at Fat Carrie Bradshaw. Go follow, go follow right now. Let's do this one. This is a little bit longer, but I I, I like the title. The ghost returns. Ooh. Okay. Jared, love the podcast and your sage advice. Would love your input on my current situation. Here's the backstory. A few years ago in 2016, my friends and I went to an ugly Christmas sweater party at our friend's brother's house. Friend's brother's house. Okay. The party was mediocre, but the best part was when we were introduced to a group of guys who made us laugh the remainder of the night, and we ended up having a great time. One of the guys from this group caught my attention. He seemed like an overall nice, sweet guy, but a little shy. The night ended. We went our separate ways. No exchange of numbers or anything. About a year later... I'm starting a new grad school program, a new job, and just got out of a breakup. As an attempt to distract myself from the heartbreak, I download Hinge and match with the same guy from the party. We match. He sends me a message along the lines of, hey, I think we met at our friend's uh, party. I don't know what came over me, but I got overwhelmed and didn't reply back. I ghosted him. I recognized I was not in the mental state to be dating again with everything going on. Seems like a silly excuse, but that's how I felt, and I know that was not the best or right move. I don't think that's she. I think this person's being too hard on themselves already. People don't respond I, on apps all the time. I agree. I I agree. Okay. For some reason, this guy has been on my mind as of late. Not sure if it's because I want to meet someone or, or, or what, but I wonder what he's like. From what I can tell, lurking on Instagram, he seems like a nice guy and we have stuff in common. I had recently seen him on the same dating app again. I sent him a like and no response back. I went ahead and requested to follow him on Instagram and he reciprocated by following me back as well. Okay. I know this seems really juvenile, but I'm not super experienced in dating and don't know how to proceed. Is his lack of response from the dating app the answer to my question? Is he not interested? Should I message him myself? Or am I romanticizing some guy in my head? What do you think, Chris? I think uh, I think dating apps and texting are very different. I mm. think ignoring someone on a dating app can be just an oversight. Like mm-hmm. I think I definitely have looked back at dating apps and been like, I didn't even realize that I had gotten this message a year and a half ago. So I'm sure he doesn't hold any resent towards that, especially if he followed you back on Insta. I would just DM him on Insta and forget about the message and be like, like respond to his respond to his story, start light Mm -hmm. and then take it from there. I think, yeah, I think what she needs, like, it's so interesting. You, you bring up a great point. The idea of like, this is all like, dating apps is like all frivolous. Like, just like she wrote, she had her reasons for being on there and realized that they weren't the right reasons and she wasn't ready. That's totally her right. That's totally okay. I think what she also has to realize is like, dating apps for the men you are dealing with are, are generally fun. You know, like they're a distraction. It is not business for them. Meaning, you know, maybe, I mean, it sounds like she's putting a lot of her own things on the guy. She's like, would he be mad? I ghosted him. Oh my God. And it's like, maybe you might feel that way, but I'm telling you, a lot of the guys you're interacting with are not really seeing it that way. And the thing about these dating apps too is like, I don't even have notifications turned on on my dating apps. Mm. So it's when I like get sad and lonely i check them so (laughs) it's like the worst time of the day yeah and i a lot of times too if you delete the dating app off your phone but you don't delete the account it'll still you'll still show up so he might not even have it on his phone anymore this is all to say it's not that big a deal and like and you coming out of nowhere and being like over instagram i think him following you back is a sign that he's like oh okay i think that's a good thing I, and I also think she's like, I'm very uh, inexperienced. I'm, I'm super, not super experienced in dating. She needs to get used to that men see like on a spectrum. That they go, the, and I, I know this is going to sound icky, and I'm sure this is true in the gay community as well. The, the, idea, <laughs> it's probably, the idea of, yeah, I'd bang 
is a something oh. out there. Yeah. Right? And like, it's like... like For sure. I well, mean, like, the gay world's mostly that. Totally. So... I mean, but the lesbian world isn't very much like that. Like, you know, the le- no. if you if we think of the lesbian world, it's like, yeah, I'd move in with them and have a country house. Like, you know, like it's oh, a, just a sure. different type of thing. And, in, and and everyone's different. All, you know, backgrounds, whatever you're into, there's a different, there's a little different like thing. She's looking yeah. at this guy in a yeah, I date way. He's looking at you in a yeah, I bang way. And then we'll see what happens after that. He's thinking so, very got- five minutes from now, as icky as that sounds. I got some very good advice recently because I also am very, um, I romanticize things like, Mm -hmm. like exactly like she's doing. I've been there. Um, and my friend, I was like saying something about someone I matched with. I'm like, yeah, but he like (laughs) doesn't, he said this thing about like not liking leaving the city or something. And she was like, Chris, you cannot think of, dating apps like you're gonna marry these people like Mm-mm. go uh it's just going on a date and maybe hooking up with someone and if it's more than that then great but like if you think of every date as the potential one it's mm-hmm. never gonna she, work she, in to that point that's why you have to think of like okay what do i want tomorrow what in my in my life what do i want tomorrow my advice to her is going to be very similar to the woman with the with the uh, the trainer, it's like, what do I want tomorrow? She sounds like she wants to get to know this guy that she met a few years ago at a party. That is beautiful and just and great. Like I don't think there's any yeah. there's no there's no lie in that want. So okay, you want to get to know this guy better than you knew him today because you met him at a party. You think he's cute. You think you have things in common. All of that is honest, great, fantastic. We love it. Now take that knowledge of how honest you are and what you want and put it into the message over in Instagram. I would DM the guy. I'd be like, hey, I know it's been a lot of years. I followed you randomly. I, I hope it's not, I hope that wasn't weird. You can call it out. Call out what you're most anxious about. And then you say, I'd love to get drinks. Here's my number. Now you've told him what you want and you've given him the vehicle to give you what you want. You need to, yeah. and if he doesn't do that, that's your no. He might or be like if you're still if you're still like in the city or something like that or wherever you live like I would love to get a drink sometime yeah I think that's great and it's not like I've been stalking you for years it's just like the truth and the the thing to be aware of is to remember what we were talking about where it's like the yeah I'd bang. The yeah, I'd bang guy isn't going to go on a date. Maybe he, he, he might get that message and go, yeah, we should do drinks sometime. How you been? Yeah, like that guy is, is dilly-dallying and he's got other things going on and he's in the yeah, I'd bang zone. You got to – and that's the hardest thing, I think, for a lot of women that write in here. They don't – and that's icky advice to even give I, and that's why not a lot of people say it. But I'm just saying like you, that's it's a lot of like where yeah. – I like yeah I'd bang if you were here yeah and we were in the same room and we met at a bar I would bang but I'm not going to put any effort into it just, yeah just it's, not nice enough to bang not nice enough to make an effort like it's like somewhere yeah. in a, that is a very male zone that guys keep you in that I would want to escape and I think she uh, I think that's like the best thing that she can look out for yeah and maybe yeah I would just DM him yeah, the worst thing that'll it. happen, the same as the other thing. Worst thing that'll happen, who gives a shit? It, it's not like you're really going to see this guy again. And if you do, it'll be at like a wedding in five years. And maybe you'll have sex that night. Who cares? The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Brooklinen. The coziest place in your home is probably your bed. Unfortunately, beds stay in one place and we can't take it to that, that comfy feeling around with us until now. Brooklinen, the makers of the softest bedding in the world, now offers loungewear. Ooh, it's so, I'll, you know what? I'm going to call it delicious. It's delicious loungewear. It's delicious. That's how good it feels in your body that you'll, you'll purse your lips. 
Get that same ultra soft comfort you know and love now in an outfit you can wear every day. From robes to tees, sweats and pants, Brooklinen has you covered from head to toe. And the comfort doesn't stop at the plush fabrics. This loungewear has zeros, no, I said zero zippers, they say no zippers. Zero zippers is hard to say. No zippers. So you can luxuriate in coziness all day. And just when you thought it couldn't get better, Brooklinen offers bundle deals on loungewear so you can get more comfort for less money. And if you're looking for more ways to ha- enhance your comfort, check out Brooklinen's candles, eye masks, and accessories to properly celebrate your chill. That's what Brooklinen's all about. It's about giving you, um, you know, giving you your coziest, most comfortable life at the right price. Brooklinen was started to create beautiful, high-quality home essentials that don't cost an arm and a leg. They've kept the same promise alive as they've extended into loungewear. So go on, get comfortable, and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com, use promo code JTRAIN20 to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code JTRAIN20 for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. One more time, brooklinen.com, promo code JTRAIN20, and chill out today. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking your baggage at the airport without a lock. You think your stuff is kept private, but you never know who's going through your unmentionables. People, ExpressVPN is fantastic. It's just protecting yourself. It's giving you peace of mind. And, you know, you can use it to go, uh, you can switch where you put your internet from, and you can go on Netflix and... See what it's like to watch Netflix in Europe, which is a kind of a nice bonus. But when you go online with a, without a VPN, and it, this is the most important thing, because you want you want to be safe, you want to be secure. When you go online without a VPN, internet service providers can see every single website you visit. They can legally sell this information to ad companies and tech giants, who then use your data to target you. ExpressVPN lets you browse more anonymously. ISPs cannot see your online activity and your data is also encrypted for maximum protection. It's also easy to use and works on all devices, phones, laptops, even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash JTrain today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash JTrain, and you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash JTrain. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. Here with Fat Carrie Bracha. Let's do one more email. I sent you one before the show. Oh, yeah. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, you ready? Jared, big fan of the pod. Love what you do. I'm caught in a painfully confusing situation. My ex and I were together for two and a half years until January 2021. So this past January, they broke up from a two-year relationship. Our main issue revolved around the uncertainty of where I would end up for medical school while I was applying. She is attending graduate Um, she is attending graduate school in LA and was unable to simply move with me. So we were left with the prospect of four years of long distance, which both of us were unsure about. So much was up in the air and it fueled her anxiety. We couldn't hold it together. Uh, but when we broke up, we left open the possibility of getting back. If I ended up being admitted to a school in LA, well, six months after the breakup, that is exactly what happened. I was then planning to reach out to her to retry and rekindle the relationship. But two weeks after I was admitted, she reached out to me first below is the exchange. Uh, she sent me a link to a new Hulu series just before this. Okay. So you want to, I'll be her, you be him. Okay. You ready? Okay. Ready. Also, checking in to see how everything is going. I hope med school worked out, and if not, screw them. In fact, I've been meaning to talk to you about this if you're up for it. Also, understand if not, developments have been very recent. Of course, I'd love an update. Sounds like good news. Can I call you on Friday or Saturday? I have. So now we go back to the email. I have not heard back from her since my last text, and feel hurt and confused. I guess the message is the la- uh, I guess the message is the lack of a message. But why check in about my school situation and agree to talk? I care deeply about this girl, but this behavior feels shitty. For context, we were both 28 and have known each other since high school over a decade. We were not talking prior to her reaching out. Appreciate any insight. So what do you think? I think he's overreacting for sure um he didn't say that he was in la 
Yeah, I. Do you know what I, I mean? She doesn't know that you're in LA, so this to her is just an ex-boyfriend who she can't be with, being like, "Let's ca- talk on the phone and catch up." And she's probably thinking, "Why am I? I don't want to like have feelings for this guy." Because yeah. I can't. We live in a different location. She's obviously thinking about you if she sent you a link to a Hulu thing. I it's, think you should it, have said more in text. I don't deal with this. The The person that says, like, I need to talk to you on the phone gives me so much anxiety. Like, I, just give me, a, give me a heads up. Yeah. I... It's interesting because... It's interesting because we get a lot of women that write in. This is a man writing in about an ex. And when the women write in, it is like, here's all the information. We, you know, we'd be reading an email for six days. It'll give us so much information that it is, there's nothing to be read into. They're like, this is what's going on. This is going on. This is from a man and he is being vague even with us. Like, yeah, the idea that like they, you know, I'm caught in a painfully confusing state. Like he doesn't want to even open up to us, which should show us how he's kind of being with her. He likes her still. The idea that they were together for two and a half years until January, and then their main issue revolved around the uncertainty of where I would end up for medical school while I was applying. She is attending graduate school in L.A. and was and was unable to simply move was unable to simply move with me. So we were left with the prospects of four years long distance, which both of us were unsure about. It sounds like. She was a little bit more unsure about this than you. Like, it sounds like someone here didn't want to make this happen. So much was up in the air and fueled her anxiety. Yeah. We and so I her also anxiety, feel like this like relationship this a, took place mostly through a pandemic. So, was she going to school in person? I don't think so. Not in L.A. And, and that, that's the thing. It's like, but when we broke up, we left open the possibility of getting back if I ended up getting admitted to school in L.A. Like, you know, I, I, to me, this person feels let down by, like, how the other person acted in the breakup. You know, like, yeah. I, I think they're afraid that, like, this breakup wasn't, uh, you know, th- this breakup wasn't just because of the distance. They're kind of realizing that now because... Don't you think that these texts, like, I agree with you, like, these vague texts where it's like, call me this Friday or Saturday. It's like, don't we know? We dated for two years. Just say it. Like, get it out. Call me now. What's going on? Why are we making, you know, and it's like, to me, the emailer is tiptoeing around the idea of hearing that this might, that possibility of getting back together isn't a possibility anymore. And they're not being open with their feelings because they're afraid of getting crushed, which I totally understand. I totally understand that as well. I will maybe, yeah, the relationship seems like it could have worked because it seems like, I mean, she was probably going to school virtually, I would think. Like, if they broke up in January 2021, that was like in the height of when people were still at home. And that's that's where my confusion comes from. She could like... It definitely could have panned. I don't know. I had friends that did long distance for like four years in different countries. And if you want it to work, it's uh, terrible, but it will work. And and I think I think I totally agree. And I think that the emailer is coming to this conclusion in the most painful way possible, like the slow rip of a Band-Aid, because... He writes, he writes, I have not heard back from her since my last text, and I feel hurt and confused. I guess the message is the lack of message, but why check in? This guy has dreamt up, and I don't think he's crazy for doing this. We all do this. He dreamt mm-hmm. up the perfect scenario, the perfect scenario where he he's saying, you know, I reach out. She reaches out about a Hulu show. Here's my chance to let her know I'm coming back. Hey, I'll call you this Friday. She and in his mind, she should be so pumped about this call that's coming, and she should say, "No, I can't wait." What is it? Is about the med school? I can't wait to hear this information. And then she doesn't live up to the dreamed-up scenario, and you go, and now he's hurt by that because he's it's it's a realization that like you he he's kind of wants her to do more work to you know he doesn't want to get hurt, so he's like putting all the work on her, and when she doesn't do it, now he's saying, "Well, I'm hurt by this." It's like, dude. You it's have very to say 500 her, days I, of summer. It's like, yes. uh, yeah, it's very romanticizing, I think, things that 
maybe you have read wrong, which I get it. I like we I all said, I I heavily do that, so I I get it. But also, will tell you, it's gonna just be disappointing. <laughs> like well, that call's yeah. not gonna go how you want it to go. No, and it's it's you tell her you're in LA via text in a couple weeks be like if you want to get a drink just so that you can like really close that door but it sounds like for her the door is closed and i think also there's guys and girls operate girls will send someone a hulu link even if they don't want to fuck them men mm. will send someone a hulu link if they want to fuck them or if it's like yeah I, and it's really stupid well, and funny you know what i mean like i think because in his mind, he's probably like, why would she send me this message Here, if she's not interested? But s- people out there will send messages like that and just be genuine about well, that. In his mm. mind, here's my shot to let her know that I'm coming back to L.A. and we can finally be together. Because he writes it in the last sentence. For context, we're both 28, have known each other since high school. Over a decade, we were not talking prior to her reaching out. So he's like, she's reached out. Here's the opening where she shows that she liked me. So now I can tell her that I still like her and call me on Friday because now she's reaching out. And then he's realizing slowly, and that's why he's writing here, that that reach out wasn't as romantic as he wished it was. And I think this is kind of the theme of this episode of the podcast is like, you got to be purposeful with your actions. Like, it's going to hurt. It's going to be hard. It's going to be awkward. But like this guy is saying, I'm coming back to LA and I want to get back together. Our problems are solved. And he doesn't say that. He's waiting for her to go, finally, our problems are solved. And when she didn't do that, he's left disappointed. And it's like, of course you are. You're going to be disappointed slowly or quickly. How do you want it be, had to be done? Yeah. Or she's seeing someone and that's why she didn't respond because she didn't mm. want to be like, I'm seeing someone. And then you be like... I'm not. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I would see her confusion. And if she says I'm seeing someone, then you're like, well, what were you thinking this conversation was going to be? I'm just catching up. And if she doesn't say that and then you have the conversation and she mentions that she's seeing someone, you're like, why would you not mention that you're seeing someone? Yeah, I I, I think plainly it becomes like. You know, there's like we don't know what's going on with her. She could be seeing someone. She could just not be into it anymore. But like him playing this like game of like, well, she's got to show she likes me. And then I show her that I like her. It ain't going to get you anywhere. It's only going to get you confusion, which is where he wrote in in the first place. Yeah, totally. J train podcast yeah. at Juma.com. J train podcast at Juma.com. Chris Burns. This was so fantastic. Thank you for coming on. This was so great. So much fun. Everyone go follow Chris at Fat Carrie Bradshaw. Go follow right now. So funny. So hilarious. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. Keep sending them in. JTrainPodcast.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.